Geek Salad is recorded before a live studio audience. Now shall you deal with me, O oh Prince, and all the powers of hell! Salad episode 54, Walt Disney, Bippity Boppity Balls. <laughs> I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And with us, we have uh, our usual cast of characters. We've got Adam. Hey, And we got Jim. What up, yo? And we have a live <laughs> studio audience. We have, we have ladies here tonight. I know, it sounds just like Live Aid, doesn't it? I know, it? huh? That's great. That's great. So Amazing anyway, all I hear... enough, that was not me this time. <laughs> So anyway, tonight we are talking all about the dark side of Disney. And i got to say, Mike brought up a good point earlier this week when we were posting the questions on Facebook. Anytime we ask about Disney, we get tons of awesome responses. Because everyone knows Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. It's something everyone can flock to. Wow. So, we got we got a fun one tonight, so buckle <laughs> in. It's going to get dark really, really quick. <laughs> First off, let's uh, start off with Chris and Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. Chris writes, Hey Andy and Mike, when we usually think of a Walt Disney production, we usually think of When You Wish Upon a Star and other positive stuff like that. You like how I did the singing in there? Mm, That was awesome. But there was that dark side of Disney to explain all about it. I yield my segment this podcast to a Disney expert, my wife Gina. So without further ado, I bring you Gina's random thoughts. GRK, that's not good. Oh, shit. GRT. Oh, good lord. All right. G- Gina writes, Apparently, Walt Disney had some skeletons in his closet, as evidenced by various main characters' parents being killed off. Where do I begin? The most violent death that comes to mind is Mufasa in The Lion King. Bambi's mom got shot. Coral from Finding Nemo gets eaten by a shark. What? Not Barracuda. Was it a barracuda? It was a barracuda. Okay. Yeah, it didn't look like a shark. I knew it was like a giant teethed fish. Yes. However, these deaths are implied. In addition, several Disney heroines are motherless, including Cinderella, Ariel, Snow White, Belle, and Jasmine, among others. That's true. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get the orphans, man. They're going to make them feel Exactly. Loved, this, this is why know? Aurora is really the only well-rounded one out of everybody. Uh, yeah. Lady from Lady and the Tramp had an owner. That's right. She had a master. Mother. Yeah, it's true. So. That's true. And a nice collar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, she was a bitch. <clears throat> Then Gina goes on to write about some of the villains. Then there is Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians, who was so evil she had a theme song. Aurora's parents were alive, but she was sent to live with her three fairies after Maleficent put a curse on her. In Toy Story, that little boy was seriously disturbed to decapitate and basically destroy all of his toys. Um, was that kid's name? Sid? Sid. Sid, yeah, that's right. I'm sure there are others I'm forgetting, but these are the main ones that come to mind. And then Chris finishes off with, and that's why she's the Disney expert in the house. Some antagonists that my wife didn't mention I would like to list. Jafar, Gaston, Captain Hook, Ursula, Edgar from the Aristocats, and that's it. Till next podcast, thanks, Chris. 
Well, All Chris, right. we have we definitely have a lot of stuff to get into, so we're actually gonna start off with uh, the, the easy stuff before we we, we we tread down the dark path. Uh, we're gonna talk about Disney villains. So uh, we did get some um, Facebook feedback yeah. from some people. Um, Mirna wrote that two Disney villains that she loved, two Disney movies rather that she loved were Mulan and Beauty and the Beast, and she thought that they were well done. As for the villains, she thought that Gaston was a pretty good one. Think about it. Just because he was popular and good-looking to the villagers didn't necessarily make him the best. He was a jealous fool who had to have the best. <laughs> then, King, uh, then Kim writes, the best Disney villain ever, Maleficent, hands down. Yeah. So cold, so beautiful, so evil, and she could turn into a dragon. Scared the pants off me when I was a kid. I think that's a popular consensus for a lot of people. I mean, she says right out... And all the powers of hell. I mean... I think it's the first time that H.E. Double Hockey Sticks was mentioned in a Disney movie. And she does wear pagan goat horns on her head, and she calls upon the forces of darkness. So, yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty much a fairly well-rounded consensus that she's just pure evil. She's right. Satan's bitch. Yeah. yeah. She is completely effective, too. She actually puts a curse on, on, on somebody. Mm-hmm. That curse actually gets fulfilled. Yeah. And she turns into a dragon and dies. Horribly. Well, it doesn't Horrible, quite. Yeah. It doesn't quite get fulfilled, because she said uh, the curse was originally that she was going to prick her finger and then die. That's true. The the three fairies change it so that she just fall into a sleep. Okay, well, that's that's fair enough. Uh, but she, you know, she had that awesome crumbling castle and all the goblins who were taking turns uh, turns on their ship making uh, Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the Onion, you know where where Miracle Whip comes from. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It is goblin ejaculate. Uh, but yeah, I, just a scary villain. Yeah, but she. But if you think about it, though, she's the wicked witch from Snow White. Very similar. But she. she she's never, pissed yeah, off. She's way lazier, though. She like makes the hunter do the dirty work instead of like actually coming up with her own. Ah, but then she 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 makes a she goes and buys produce and makes it poisonous. Right. She actually that transforms herself she into tran- an old hag. She transforms herself into a hag. She cr- climbs up a big rock and falls off. Yeah, which is actually pretty terrifying in and of itself. I give her the big eye for industry. Yeah. Mm. Well, Maleficent. And, she, and just... she took on seven midgets too. That's got to be something. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Well, with Maleficent, I mean, when when you first see her, you know where she stands. She's green and she's evil. Yeah, because if you're green, you're evil. You're evil. Yeah, yeah, come on. It was it was it was going to take us until Wicked to learn the pro- problems with that. Well, yes, but you know, sometimes you just can't learn all the solution to all problems through musical theater. Yeah. Uh, here are some other villains that I thought actually were kind of effective in their roles. The Wicked stepmother from Cinderella. Yep. You know, pretty much, how did she know that Cinderella had a uh, had a fairy godmother? See, here's my thing. I take all, and I'm going to be corrected, I take all of the villains, the villainesses from the 50s, and I lump them into the same one. They're ba- I mean, I know they, they have, like, different motivations. They even kind of all look alike. You know, you are right yeah. about that. that. But that's a lot like all the princes. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. Snow White all the way up to the 70s. All the ingenues are the same. Like, yeah. Maybe they only had one stencil. <laughs> I think they probably were all voiced by the same same person. Don't person lose it. <laughs> Actually, you know who voiced uh, the prince in Cinderella? No. 70s television uh, talk show stalwart Mike Douglas. Okay. Yeah. 
I was going to say Don Knotts. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You dropped your slipper! <laughs> Don, this, Don, this is, Don, this isn't working. What do you mean? <laughs> Norman fell. <laughs> hey, my check didn't cash. <laughs> All right, how about Syndrome? I thought he was actually pretty effective. He did manage to kill most of the villains and uh, most of the heroes prior to the start of The Incredibles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um... And if, yeah, he, if it wasn't neat. for the giant robot turning his, you know, turning on him, then he probably would have succeeded. Yeah. And when I'm old and I've had my fun, I'll sell my invention so that everyone can be superheroes. Everyone can be super. And when everyone's super, <laughs> no one will be. <laughs> well acted by Jason. Oh, I was it was it Jason? It was Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Yeah. That was a fantastic role. What a great spurn sidekick. Yeah, I would spurn him too, though. This movie. This he is, was so this is this is the kid. He was he was a little kid, and he was he had all the inventions, and they ended up. Yeah, okay. but he you know he got just pushed aside by Mister Incredible. Yeah. So then he invents all this stuff and becomes his own supervillain. Gotcha, gotcha. So fight the establishment. All right, look like Emmett. <laughs> he did actually. Um, now here's one I just kind of thought of while I was I was putting this whole thing together. Charles Munz from Up. I mean, think about it. The guy's greatest invention is he created a dog collar that made dogs talk phonetically. Awesome. <laughs> well, Squirrel didn't always work though. Mm. With Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, one of the the best like audio fakeouts in history, yeah. movie history. <laughs> Oh, man, Master will not be pleased. We better tell him someone took the bird, right, Alpha? No. Soon enough, the bird will be ours yet again. Find the set, my compadres, and you too shall have much rewarding from Master for the toil factor you wage. Hey, Alpha, I think there's something wrong with your collar. You must have bumped it. Yeah, your voice sounds funny! I can't see my neighbor's uh, Doberman Pinscher without thinking. <laughs> <laughs> These big sleek murder dogs. Like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Hail Hitler. <laughs> um, Hopper from A Bug's Life. Again. Yeah. You know, he was very effective. He just didn't think that the ants would all gang together. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. Who did his voice? Was it James Woods? No, it's Kevin Spacey. Well, then what the hell am I thinking of then? Uh, James Woods did the voice Hades. of uh, Hades in Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Good what? villain. Yeah, good Very stuff. good villain. Mm. Very good villain. And one of the few uh, villains around that, that Disney time frame that didn't get killed at the end. Well, he's immortal. Mm. I understand that, but I'm just saying that, you know, most, they, they would find a way to kill him. Usually something stupid, like hanging or being impaled on something or, you know, going the alien way and being shot out of an air shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Falls into the Olympus sausage grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Mike brought up one. I, I I didn't think about it because I was on the other side with this one. Mike brought up a good point, though. Scar from The Lion King. He manages to do the thing he set out to do. 
kill Mufasa, yeah. and be the king. Yep. Again, he just didn't realize how hungry those hyenas were. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to mention he basically, basically, basically became the Serengeti slumlord because the place turned into a crap hole after he took over. Are you saying that he's like the Walt Disney version of Bookman from Good Times? I'm <laughs> saying he's the he's the Walt Disney version of the Super with Joe Pesci. <laughs> he's telling other kids to go out and go breakdancing. The hyenas are smoking crack. Oh, Let them well, take over, yeah. I think you're just mistaking it for Bobcat Goldthwaite's <laughs> brilliance. You know, I completely forgot he was in that movie. Oh, well, that's not hard to do. <laughs> and Whoopi. Whoopi was in that. Yeah, yeah. Whoopi. Whoopi's got one of the best lines in that movie. I just hear that name and I shudder. Mufasa. Ooh. Do it again. Mufasa. Ooh. Mufasa. Ooh. Mufasa. Mufasa. Ooh. It tingles me. <laughs> no, that um, teaches you a very important lesson. Don't trust your creepy uncle. That's, that's very true. true. Do, I mean, not, do not trust the creepy uncle with your kid. Well, I mean, that means that Scar is essentially one windowless van away from being a child molester. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Go away and never tell anyone of this ever again. <laughs> You're gonna the be family the hates of, you. You're going to be the uncle of my children. What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, crap. Oh, there goes God. a babysitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Simba got some nice pork rinds in here. Come on. Now I'm seeing Lion King's agenda. He gets sent out by his creepy uncle, then gets adopted by this nice gay couple. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him on a strict vegetarian diet. <laughs> I'm just still trying to figure out, though, how, um, you know, when when Simba eventually takes power. I'll get to cheese, Dad. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what it was because apparently, you know, all it takes is like one year and the jungle is lush again. The desert yeah. is completely lush with trees and... Plenty of antelope to eat. You know what I realized, too, of that movie? They stole something from Rankin and Bass. What they steal? Well, when when uh, Simba, to show Simba has grown up, he sticks his head up, he's got a full mane. Yeah. When Rudolph is sticking his head in a snowbank to show oh, that yeah. he grows older, he has antlers. Something else just grew. Yep. But they hit it, and then they pop their heads up to, you know, to show the new growth. My God, you're right. Like, here's the thing, though, is that in subsequent sequels to The Lion King, they didn't completely de-age Simba. No, I didn't. <clears throat> Think about that, won't yes. you? How old was Rudolph in uh, you know, uh, Christmas in July, I think? Um, I think he was like three months old before yeah. he... <laughs> With his magic snowflake. Oh, we know about you. You're the one that saved Christmas when you were growing up and had antlers. <laughs> So, um, there are some incompetent villains that we have to talk about. Just yeah. Edgar from the Aristocats. Yeah. Autumn brought up a good point about this because, essentially, he, he's a villain because he has been passed over in Madame's will to a bunch of cats <laughs> who have an average lifespan of, what, 20 years tops? And that's for the kittens. Um, so, he looked to be maybe late 50s or whatever, so if he could just hang on for a little while, he would eventually get all that money. Unless, of course, the terrible French diet killed him. <laughs> Which it probably would. May have. But no, actually, um, Autumn read a book not too long ago called, uh, what was it called? French Women Don't Get Fat. French Women Don't Get Fat. Uh, mainly because they walk everywhere. They eat terrible food. They don't need a lot of it because they smoke. Drink a lot of red wine, which is heart healthy. And, um, yeah, but Edgar drove a diesel motorcycle. 
and was wanted... continually getting kicked in the ass by a horse, too. I, I think that's got to do something to the insides. I'm just wondering how long it was before he put his lips around that pipe. <laughs> I'm bleeding from the ears again. Oh, you're going to be fine. Here, have some French bread. Have a croissant. Would you like something topped in cream? How about pizza? Uh, then there's Jafar from Aladdin. Anyone agree with the incompetence thing here? Because I, I know if, if I were an evil overlord, I would not take that kind of insubordination from my parrot. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'll, I'm taking. I'm going to take the power of the genie, but I'm not going to look in to see. And maybe maybe there's a downside to all that power. You know, may, maybe there's a reason why genies haven't taken over the world yet. Exactly. Well, well, I wonder. It's not the... like he could take the genie and have him turn everything into a wasteland. It's the freaking <laughs> desert already. So what the <laughs> hell else is he going to do? <laughs> Destroy the world. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> You know, maybe I should have done more research about this whole genie thing before I get all genie crazy. Wait a second. Eternal servitude. Oh, screw that! Ugh. I can't bring people back from the dead? Oh, that's bullshit. Genie, for my last wish, give me a roast parrot. <laughs> Take that, you sass-talking little shit. <laughs> That's the last time Gilbert Godfrey ever gets a, a gig playing a fucking bird. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait a minute. He managed to fuck Half up two of those. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wasn't he also the voice in the in the Aladdin cartoon? Uh, yes. yes, he was. Yes, he's he was. The, I think he's the only he one. He managed to that. hook that deal. They got some horrendous Robin Williams song. Oh, like. God. That was Dan Castellaneta. No, they actually had... Um, was it Jason Alexander, I think, played... The the uh, the genie in one of like the second one. Then they brought no, that, was Dan, that was Dan Castellano. Oh, okay, the voice of Homer Simpson. Yes, get out of town. Yep, it was. Just remember how awful that was. Third one wasn't very good either. They get managed to get Rob Williams back for that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that was that, was, that was after Robin put out that horrible radio. <laughs> I'm in a concentration camp movie. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, you need something a little lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Try this. Patch Adams two just isn't going to happen, buddy. <laughs> just not going to happen. Jack two. Not going to happen either. Millennium Man 2? Sorry. Oh, God. Millennium Here's a a script I think you'll find interesting. It's called Jumanji. (laughs) We have recently acquired the software from the Stampede scene from Jurassic Park. We intend on using it for 90 minutes. Um... Cruella Deville, I actually think, is kind of incompetent. Just based on the people she surrounds herself with. Yeah. Yeah, Horace, Horace and Jasper. Yeah. Incompetence. They, they're, well, they're outsmarted by a bunch of dogs. Right, exactly. And horses and, like, farm animals. Yeah. Damn now, it, Disney. Stick to realism. <laughs> Damn it, Jasper. Now, here's the thing. He left the door open again. All the dogs are out in the yard pissing on <laughs> These dogs don't know they're related. They're humping all over the place. My God. All right. Which one of you dogs pooped on the rug? <laughs> How come there was never a bumpus hound scene? <laughs> is to get a fur coat made out of Dalmatian fur. Yeah. You ever actually pet a Dalmatian? <laughs> yeah, they're that not, not, that yeah. not the most yeah. pleasing Let's face feel. some facts, uh, too. They're mean. Oh, they're yeah. like yeah. nasty, nasty dogs. It's not, like, it's not like they're mink or something like that. Right. It'd be, yeah, it'd be like wearing your rug. Right. So 101 Dalmatians could have gone in a completely different way. It would have been a short movie. <laughs> I want a coat made of your dogs. Done. Exactly. <laughs> you want the big one, too? <laughs> Make the checkout to cash, please. <laughs> 
Children's All Saints Hospital will be very happy for this one. How does she die? She doesn't die. No. She doesn't die? No, she yeah, ends up just go. getting thwarted in like one of those wah, wah kind of ways. Oh, well. She, Usually with she a face... crashes her car and then she get like arrested but or something? Let's face facts anyways. I think she, she ends up with Clearly, face... she does some dancing with Mr. Brownstone, oh. so I think uh, <laughs> she's going to be gone pretty soon anyway. That's heroin for the studio yeah. audience. Yeah, her just... eyes are real cracked out. <laughs> I was actually listening to, uh, we have a Disney playlist, and the Dr. John version of that terrible Glenn Close movie came on. What? It's like, Dr. John's like, and all I could think of is that Patton Oswalt thing where he's talking about, you know, Dr. John going like the the Alexandria, Virginia barbecue. They got a helmet made out of meat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a couple more incompetent uh, villains. Uh, Gaston. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, yeah. But he's too handsome to be incompetent. He does nothing. <clears throat> he you know seriously, he he does nothing. He gets beaten up by furniture first of all. Well, everybody gets beaten up by furniture. Enchanted furniture. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I that just, old trim. That old trick. <laughs> I'm just happy happy he didn't bend over in front of the candlesticks. That would be <laughs> Actually, I think it would have been great if he had just been hauled off to the clink or something like that. And Lumiere, you know, who was voiced by the the, uh, the late great Jerry Orbach, actually had like some pithy, you know, well, where you're Jerry going. Orbach? Yeah. What? what? I'm happy. Hope you enjoy your accommodations in yeah. Attica. Yeah, that what? guy. I just want him to like have some kind of like know that. like pithy Law and Order comment as they're hauling uh, Gaston off to the Who's Gal. Well, enjoy your cream spinach in Rikers. <laughs> I've got a candle for you, and hell. <laughs> and like, you want to bring up uh, Clayton from Tarzan? Yeah. He, again, doesn't really do anything. Yeah, you're like, he's not even. You don't even know he's the villain until a little later on in the yeah. movie. What are you talking about? He tries to annihilate again <laughs> the Native American tribes of, of of the North American continent. Uh, no, this is Tarzan. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of um, Pocahontas. Yeah. Uh, there you go. And after, actually, I just thought of another incompetent villain. Yeah. Captain Hook. What? Oh, yeah. Captain Hook. I, I mean, seriously. The, Steven Spielberg made an entire movie about his redemption to be a decent villain for once. And, you know. Smee, come give me a sponge bath. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember how just how absolutely violent that movie really was? Like, when they, they have the pirates, like, Hook just pulls out his revolver and shoots one of the guys in the chest. Um, I'm going to hook, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the original Peter Pan movie. I don't know. Did he shoot someone in the chest? Right in the, right in the chest. Just pulls out a, a boom, right in the chest. I huh. missed that We're, part. I don't remember. Do you remember that? All right. Yeah. We, of... we, were, we were watching that. We were out uh, on a trip with a bunch of friends, and for like the third night in a row, they wanted to go out and get blasted. We're like, yeah, How we're just going to... Peter Pan show? We're just going to... Well, it was the only video they had. Oh. So we're like, all right, we'll watch Peter Pan. We got into about 15 minutes of him. I'm like, this is a kid. I don't remember this much violence. He just shot that guy in the chest. Yeah, like, it's, that's it's, not... it's, pro- it's probably because he destroyed his chiffon <laughs> yeah. draper. Captain Hook was clearly very gay. <laughs> oh, look at you, Ted. <laughs> it's okay, chiffon chase. <laughs> Is that my? Is that, are those my pantaloons you're wearing? <laughs> well, if you really think about it, Smee, though, you've been crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the captain's lap and tell me. What, tell, me tell me what's bother, What what bothers you? Oh, Smee. 
only you were a deaf mute. <laughs> More lot. creepy and disturbing Other than what said. I just said. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let's move, let's move past that. <laughs> no, exactly. The the, uh, the loving embraces of Smee and, and Captain Hook have nothing on some of this stuff. <laughs> I don't know why they share quarters. <laughs> There's only one hammock in this, in this room. <laughs> What's this sign that says glory hole? <laughs> Smee, where do you sleep? I Can you do don't... a Smee impersonation? Because I can't. It's the same Smee? guy as Winnie the Pooh. Is it? It is. It oh, definitely yeah. is. All right, I can't. I can't do a good Winnie. I'm the trying Pooh to think of this. That gives a new meaning to Winnie and Pooh. <laughs> well, don't get me started about Piglet and Pooh. So, so oh, all right. So anyway, um, a couple of our uh, Facebook uh, feedback on the this on this part, the creeping and disturbing stuff. Our original host Mike C brings up that he still loves the Disney Sleepy Hollow. Um, oh, I do. I haven't seen that in oh, it's, decades. Find, no, just that, that whole great. Halloween because they do like night night on Bald Mountain, and they do. Did they, they run do the that show. on ABC Family or Disney Channel or anything like that? I don't know. I'm sure there's something. I, I used to watch it every Halloween. Okay, I always thought it was funnier than it was scary. Like when he flips around on his, oh. he's riding under under the horse rather than on top of the horse. Oh yeah, his saddle flipped around. <laughs> it would have been funny if the horse let its flaps out on his face. <laughs> <laughs> No Disney. <laughs> oh boy. No, I, no, no, that, see, that scared me because the first time I ever was exposed to that, you know, the headless horseman. Yeah. It was the stupid Scooby Doo version. Oh, okay. And they dummied it down, and he had a pumpkin on his head, and then it was like Mr. Smithers from the haunted, <laughs> you know, the haunted arcade or something like that. But this is the first time I saw it, and he had no head. Oh. You know, he, he has like the hellhound. He's got the saber. I was like, that scared the crap out of me. Huh. Almost more than the minor forty nine er from Scooby Doo. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, Mike also talked about he thought that the black hole had some pretty dark moments, like seeing Anthony Perkins being killed by Maximilian. That was what about the creepy. what about the actual dark hole? The, the black, black hole? hole? That's pretty dark. Oh yeah, oh, especially the sojourn to hell. Yes. Essentially, if you think about it, the movie Event Horizon is just a, a really crappy remake of the black hole. <laughs> yeah, I didn't much care for that one either. Yeah. Who can we find for a villain? Ah, Sam Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my wife Autumn actually brought up one that she and her best friend were taken to see The Black Cauldron in the theater. She would not even consider, and this is her friend, would not consider watching it again until she was at least 22. Oh, because The Cauldron Born from The from the Black Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. The skeletons that came out. Oh, yes. Yeah, the yes, zombie yes. I actually read yeah. those books. I read all those. Yeah. The uh, Lloyd Alexander series. Yeah, they're it's the second books. In the se- They're really good. That was the second in the series, but they combined like six all right, of the six, books. Yeah, exactly. Into that one, but yeah, they're zombies. Into an hour and a half long movie. Right. When your biggest star is John Biner from TV's Bizarre is uh, that little, like, mop. Gurgi. Gurgi. Yeah, that was the first PG-rated uh, Disney movie. was The Black Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They had to cut a bunch of stuff out a lot. There was way too much violence before they could even get to the PG level, so they cut a bunch of stuff out. Oh, they had triple X. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's Should a we lot cut of out the Caligula like scene? <laughs> I don't know. Let's keep it. Actually, Adam, you actually have a quiz. I do that have. We a should quiz. administer right now because I now Jim hasn't taken the quiz. Mike and I both have, um, but anyone can shout the answers out, um, including our audience. Yes, including our audience Proof here. Participation so, here. Yeah, if you want to read those questions out, we can certainly, answer certainly. some. All right, so uh, it says, uh, 
Walt Disney's animated films are geared towards kids. Some have featured material that's downright adult, match a controversial matter to the harmless movie it belongs to. Alright, number one. While it's not exactly a point of pride, at one point in the movie, a cloud of dust appears to spell out sex. The most common explanation is that letters actually spell SFX, a reference to the special effects team. This one's pretty easy. That's the Lion King. That is the Lion King. Yep. All You're right. <clears throat> All right, number two. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Possible racism. During one musical number, a group of faceless black laborers sing the lyrics, We work all day, we work all night. We never learn to read or write. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. Wow. Uh, I have no... Possibly uh, racist. Uh, Possibly dun, racist. Dun, Song dun, of the dun, South? Dun, dun, nope. Dun, dun. Mike, you want... Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what this one was. This is the shortest Disney film ever. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Wrong. That's actually not a Disney movie. What? It's not, no. You guys want to know? Uh, I, I know it's, the answer. It's, it's Dumbo. When they're setting up the circus tent... That's right. They're faceless black <laughs> figures just singing in unison. Yep. Driving posts into the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> we work all day. We work all night. We never learn to read or write. Oh, my God. It might be racist. Possible racism here. Possible. Warning, warning, everyone. Possible racism. <laughs> <clears throat> Number three. Urban legend states that a disgruntled artist drew a penis in one of the spires of the castle oh, on the cover art of this movie. Though one of the spires does look phallic... Supposedly, that's only because an artist was rushing to finish the piece late at night, and apparently he was trying to finish something else. Uh, that's the that's the Little Mermaid. That is <laughs> yes, the Little was. Mermaid. That is the Little Mermaid. There's uh, no pearls floating around. That is. There? <laughs> no, there's a lot of bubbles. A lot uh, of bubbles. All right. Never mind. Why is the cover sticky? <laughs> Number four. The title character eats mysterious wafers. Another character smokes hookah, and this whole movie is just plain trippy. Many accused the flick of promoting oh. drug use, a charge that wasn't helpful by its cult popularity during the 70s as a head film on college campuses. Oh, it's got to be Alice in Wonderland. It's definitely Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all about eating and drinking. Yeah, I mean, Lewis Carroll was, a, was, a, oh, was an addict. Yeah, LS, LSD was a big part of this movie. Yeah. I don't think the Jefferson Airplane song, White Rabbit, which is about drugs. No. I think it's no. a, about a nice fluffy bunny. It is. Hopping to and fro in the fields. So is The Matrix, right? Right. Yeah. All right, number five. This was the first Disney movie to use the word damn and also featured a fantasy sequence involving a pole dance. That's on top, that's on top of the adult themes of sexual obsession, prejudice, and... I don't even know what that word is. Infanticide. Infanticide. What does infanticide mean? Killing babies. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, I, Mary Poppins? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. I have no idea. I forget what this one is. Uh, it's uh, the Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. It is the Hunchback Okay. They wait wafers at the Hunchback of Notre Dame? No, they need wait. You're, that was the last no, no, no. question. No, the, no, no I used the, the word dance. damn, fantasies, uh, pole dance, adult themes. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. Cause, that's right. Because... Um, Demi Moore is the Demi object Moore. of every man's desire. No, not anymore. <laughs> Only if you're asking Kutcher. All right, number six. Despite winning an Oscar, this film has never been released on home video in America because of its racial material. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Even waiting on to say that. Disney's never going to release that from the vault. Apparently, when this movie was premiered, he wasn't allowed to be at the premiere. Yeah. Oh God. Zippity doo da. Actually, I saw that with my sister. Who's sitting in the audience? We actually we we were taken to see that movie. 
James Baskett was not allowed to attend yeah. the uh, The guy who played Uncle Remus? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Uncle Remus, we love you. There's a lot of dishes in the back that need to be cleaned. <laughs> you can come after these gutters are being cleaned. <laughs> Actually, down, down in the Disney World, they have like this whole uh, kind of museum thing around the life of Walt Disney, and they do have an exhibit for that one. Of like, Song of the South? Song of the South, yeah. No, do they show him like having to... You know, like, someone just, like, had a wild hair up their ass on a Thursday, like, I'm gonna go plant cotton, and then on Friday, James Bassey's out there, I'm gonna make it to that premiere! <laughs> nah, it just has a picture of it saying, like, uh, this was, like, the, one of the first to combine animation with live action. Oh! Do, do, they have a, do they have a little sign with a hand that says, you have to be this racist to ride this ride? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I saw, but I oh was looking God. carefully. <laughs> Disney's the happiest place on Earth, except for you! <laughs> Uncle Remus, these floors aren't going to sweep themselves. (laughs) He loves grape soda. That's horrible. God, what were they thinking back then? What the? Oh, that was the problem. Is that was back then? It was okay back then. Oh, it wasn't though. Disney thought so. Yeah. Oh, Walt, you racist bastard. (laughs) All right, number seven. The violent material in this film, not usually regarded as part of the Disney canon led to extensive editing in Disney's first PG rating. Among the scenes that had been cut depicts an army of undead soldiers, a violent sword fight, and a woman being left partially nude with her dress ripped. We just mentioned well, this. Well, we, we just, just mentioned it's the Black Cauldron. It yeah. is the Black yeah. Cauldron. Okay. All right, number eight. Two frames had been cut from this movie because they included a photograph of a topless woman visible as the title characters fly past an apartment building. Oh, uh, the Rescuers. The Rescuers. Yeah. And I watched this today, and it is... Animation, animation, animation. Boobs. Obvious photograph of topless woman like doing her hair. Okay. We watched it a few weeks ago, um, and I was just shocked at how much it just looked like test animation. I mean, the movie just doesn't look finished. At that all. is the late seventies Disney animation, like the that was the Don Bluth animation. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's not when they got rid of Don Bluth. Yeah. And they brought it. That's when it. But had an up like, usually when we watch a movie we haven't seen in a while, right afterwards we go to IMDb and check out the trivia section for it. And like half the cast was dead before the movie was released because they all the voices were done in the early seventies. Well, and the, the movie Ga- didn't get released until seventy seven. Well, the Gabor, one of the Gabor sisters is well, who? Who? Else? Uh, um. Oh god! Ava, I was gonna say Elaine Page. No, no it's um. No, 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 no. no Ava Gabor. Huh? Ava Gabor did. The, no, no. Ava, oh no! Yeah, Ava Gabor. I'm sorry. Did Bianca? I was thinking of um, wasn't, Medusa. Wasn't the guy? Wasn't the male mouse? Bernard. Dick Van Patten. No, it was um, Bob Newhart. Okay. Dick Van Patten isn't in every movie. <laughs> Bob Newhart. He's such an exciting movie. voice. Like, who do we get? Who's got a golden voice? Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Well, this Let's is... find the dulcet tones of Bob Newhart <laughs> once stand again. up just can't keep you in your seat. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Other than Gallagher, but you're yeah, exactly. right. Well, you know, Letty Bruce is dead. Uh, who's next on the list? All right, number nine. This one's pretty easy. A group of Indians sing the song. What made the red man red? What made the red man red? Well, that is Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so great. The first time I had heard that song, um, it, like, the first time like as an adult hearing that song, I was working at Suncoast, and it just came out on video. It was like, re-released from the Disney vault, 
<clears throat> and we put it in, and I'm just I'm stocking the shelves, and that song comes out, and I get like stack of videos in my hand, like video cassettes in my hand. I start hearing that song, and I look up, and I see like the big fat bulbous nosed Indian like doing his little shuffle dance. I my, my my fingers went limp, and all the videos just like dropped to the floor, and my as my jaw was hey. like just hanging wide open. <laughs> hey. It wasn't that bad. He wasn't drinking fire water. He <laughs> Actually, wasn't sitting on a porch at the reservation. He was out in the wild. He wasn't free. playing lacrosse. Was he yeah. holding a box of cigars in front of a store? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yes. Okay, we got one left. Move on, move on. All right, we got one left. Uh, number 10. Orthodox Jews fought Disney over posters for this film, which portrayed the title character wearing nothing but a loincloth. They argued the poster did not promote a suitable way of living. Pocahontas? No. No. Pocahontas? No. No. Pocahontas? No. Um, Pocahontas? No. <laughs> uh, Tarzan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like his dong was flopping around when he was... Who cares? Those are the original test animations, so if you actually watch the pencil sketches, it's just like this gigantic flapping thing. <laughs> he uses it like a monkey's this gray tail. gray and white thing just... <laughs> No, he's, he's like a Bobo could hang on that. You know, <laughs> he, gra- he grabs onto branches with it. Yeah. I'm like, this is not going to go well with the Orthodox Jews. We need I'm, to change yeah, I'm this. I'm wondering, out of all the people that could have protested it, what did the oh. Jews have against Tarzan? Exactly. Is this you? No. I just finished that. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I would just love to see that, though. Like, to watch some documentaries of the making of Tarzan with those pencil sketches that, you know, the schlong are swinging in the breeze and, you'll be in my heart. <laughs> Why does he have, not have a circumcision there? <laughs> We're missing something. Something's not there. <laughs> Gotta put in a loincloth. Right. Oh, now he's the king of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a couple of these in you. There you go. Um... All right, let's get back to some of the creepy and disturbing stuff. Thank you, Adam, for providing that. Because we haven't talked about Tarzan's pecker. That's not creepy enough. It's not nearly creepy enough. All right. Um, So uh, Lisa, my uh, my friend Lisa brought up uh, Bambi's mother getting shot, considering that her parents took took her to many of the not-so-friendly kid movies because there was no sitter uh, with the rule that if she wanted to leave, all she had to do was say so. So she sat through some pretty intensive films like The Exorcist and The Omen at the show. No problem. Bambi, however, she was in tears asking, nay, begging to go home. You know what the difference with that is? Bambi's mother was probably delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She probably was. I mean, venison's supposed to be delicious. She oh, it is. She didn't have time to be frightened, so the muscles weren't full of that lactic right. acid. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> not, so there's much nothing sadder than a gut shot fawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just depends on the type of gun the hunter was using, too. Too much buckshot, you ruin the meat that way. You don't think they pulled a Red Dawn where they, like, drank the blood of the deer. <laughs> Wolverines! Um, um, I don't want to lay the circus on ice anymore. I want to go home. Shut up and watch the deer get slaughtered. It's fun. Uh, Mike, Mike C. actually comes back with one thing about talking about the last uh, section of Fantasia, Night on Bald Mountain. Uh, he says that there were some boobies in there. What is he talking about? <laughs> there were no, there were actually harpies with like visible. Were nipples. there? Oh, I thought it was a night he couldn't get any porn. He's gonna go find it somewhere. It's, it's gonna be... There it is. There it is. Um, I, that, you know, I will agree that that's a really good. That's, oh, it's awesome. that's that's one of my favorite. Fantasia is one of my favorite Disney movies. Oh, I, 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 love, I love, it. love that part of the it. original or two thousand. The original. original. Do you have it? Don't you? Yeah, I'm gonna borrow. All it right, tonight. that's cool. We actually have uh, the, the box set with both of them. It's long. 
two yeah, hours. It's really long. Two, it's two hours. You can sit through any Marvel movie that's like two fifteen, and it's only two hours. Are you sure about that? I'm dead positive about that. I tried to watch it recently. Yeah, I, I couldn't get all the way through it. See, uh, my parents forced me to watch it when I was like, you know, what, five or six. And yeah, I, I just fall asleep every time. <laughs> you got to be in the mood to watch. It. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's not something of you know you. Every day you want to get up and watch it, but it's it's every once in a while. I I, I like that piece of it. It'll, a lot of times I, I'll, I'll yeah. skip through. Right. Like you're bedridden yeah. and the remote's on the other side of the room. Yeah. I can't. No. All right. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> I guess I'll watch it. Watch hey, it's a horse with a dude's <laughs> chest. <laughs> um, I remember when I like the first time I saw it, I was talking to um our friend Emmett. And he was like, yeah, I remember seeing that movie. It was nothing but music. It was stupid. That's the entire point of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't Alice Cooper. <laughs> Sorry, King Diamond didn't have, any, uh, have an animated number in that one. <laughs> there was no boobies, car chases, no one died. Speaking of, of people who don't understand things, you hear about the woman that's suing the makers of the movie Drive because it was nothing like Fast Five? Really? <laughs> but she sit next to the woman who sued McDonald's for having hot coffee? <laughs> Idiot. And right next to the woman that sued um, about General Mills because the uh, crunch berries were not berries. <laughs> I told my daughter I was eating fruit. Now I look like a liar and an idiot. Did she win? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Listen, you should never trust the guy with the, ja- the uh, Javert hat on and the... <laughs> The giant tasseled epaulets on his shoulders. <laughs> the buck said there was a submarine inside. <laughs> I can't fit in this. I tried to, but I look like an idiot. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more on here. Um, uh, Sarah, uh, it's actually Mike's friend Sarah had brought up something. Mike, you want to read this one? All right. right over there. I actually know about the whole background with Bambi and Black and the Black Cauldron. Bambi walked in on purpose, tried to try something new depicting the first time death was experienced in Disney animation. Although it wasn't at the time considered as dark on Bald Mountain, the Black Cauldron was a fall was a fall through animation when half of the animation department up and left to do another project and young animators thought they would try something different <laughs> though it failed. That's true. I know here's the thing though is that it's not the first time death was depicted in a Disney movie with Bambi because um you know the uh the queen in Snow White. She nice. falls off of a cliff and then a like, giant boulder falls on her. Uh, well, well, you think, never know, though. And then I think all seven of the dwarves whipped out their little dwarf uh, units and just started peeing on the boulder, too. Just to... <laughs> I, think, I think she's probably talking about uh, the death not of the main villain, but oh. death you know, incorporated into the actual storyline. Okay. Not dwarves peeing. Right. Right. Dwarfs jacking off. <laughs> Excuse me, Queen. Do you have a pearl necklace? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a couple more, Mike. You want to take those? All right. Um, my good friend Jana, uh, she pointed out uh, two titles for you: "Something Wicked This Way Comes" and "The Watcher in the Woods." Freaktastic and perfect for Halloween. Shudders at the memories. I don't think I've ever actually seen any of these. I watched the trailer for. Um, uh, the Watcher in the Woods. Damn, that's a freaky territory. Really? Yeah. It's, huh. it's got that... Like, How old is it? Oh, it's uh, 70s. 70s? Not wait, late 70s, early 80s, I think. Is that Barry uh, Davis? Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. say 80, 80 or 81. But it's got that, that deep voice of narrator like, Next time. <laughs> I'm... <laughs>
Something happened in these woods. Something that has never been explained. And it's happening again. Now. Did you hurt yourself? Oh, it's just a little cut. What sort of person are you? Sensitive? You sense things. The past pursues the present like a recurring dream. What began as a game ended when a young girl vanished into thin air. But it's, you know, it's, it's just, you do not think that it's the, a Disney movie until it says Walt Disney's something. You know. <laughs> okay. Walt Disney's going to make you piss your pants. <laughs> yeah. It's like the commercial from Scrooge when he's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A woman died. This is fantastic. <laughs> you can't buy publicity like this. Drug addiction. International terrorism. Freeway killers. Now, more than ever, it's it is important to remember the true, true meaning of Christmas. Christmas. Don't miss Charles Dickens' immortal classic, Scrooge. Your life might just depend on it. Um, there are a couple of other terrifying things I think we need to get off of our chest right now. Um... In Toy Story 3, there are two scenes that absolutely terrify the living piss out of me. First Even was, though you saw it last year? Actually, I just saw it like last week. Oh, okay. Yep, 39 years old, getting terrified by a kid's movie. Okay. That's me, I'm proud. Um, I am all that is man. Um, <laughs> Mr. Tortilla Head. Now, have you guys seen Toy Story 3? Yes. yes. Yeah. When they're trying to make the break from, uh, from the daycare and Mr. Potato Head's parts escape the sandbox and they yeah. attach themselves to a tortilla... Yeah. Like the most terrifying way possible. <laughs> Actually, uh, that the giant, the big baby. Yeah, that was pretty freaky. That is pretty freaky. But then again, you know, old discarded baby dolls are always freaky. Yeah, I don't like dolls in general. They oh. just creep me out, especially yeah. the ones that look like kids. <laughs> Keep them away from me. Those, those real life babies that like crazy people adopt and, and raise as their own. <laughs> you're afraid you're you're going to be the one who gets the live one that attacks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One who's my child. Its head turns around once. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but the other thing that really terrified me in Toy Story three was the incinerator scene. Yeah. Yes. But they're that all was just kind of like not for kids. Like your kids are bored and gone to bed by now. We'll throw Have in you some... discussed the concept of hell with your children? <laughs> you haven't. Well, we'll do it for you. Here Guess you go. What? Let Pixar throw their two cents in. <laughs> Guess what? They're being swept in the in the cyclone to hell, and there's no escape. <laughs> Except you see, kids, sometimes there's a thing called a no-win situation. <laughs> right now, Woody and his buddies are in that. You mean it's Disney's version of the Kobayashi Maru? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I am, it, it's huh? just, it's terrifying because they're actually embracing their fate. They're all holding hands. Yeah. You know, it's like the most humane human moment in a movie I've seen since like, oh, I don't know, Estelle Parsons or whoever it was, or uh, what's her name in Network. <laughs> 1976. Great, great movie. Um, I'm as mad yep. as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. But yeah, just watching them like sliding into the fire and then... Hey, we've had a good run. Screw it. <laughs> yeah. Andy's gone. 
Let's just get rid of it. And Disney couldn't hire anybody else besides Randy fucking Newman <laughs> to do our goddamn music. Red-headed lady reaching for an apple. Gonna take a bite. Uh, nope, nope. She gonna breathe on it first. Wipe it on her blouse. She takes a bite, chews it once, twice, three times, four times, stops. That's it, fire, take me now. <laughs> now, um, our, our listener, Nicole, who also live tweets our show and is a, the host of uh, D&D Noobs on podb.com, uh, she brought up one for Mike. She did? Yeah, she did. She sent that thing to you, remember? Oh, yeah. What, which one? The Three Little Pigs. Oh, yeah. She sent me this picture. It's from you know, the Disney cartoon of the Three Little Pigs. And if you look on the wall behind them while they're like playing on a piano or something, it got a picture picture his caption on of the picture says father and it's a picture of sausage links. You can find this readily online too if you're if you're looking for it. Yeah, it's yeah. Gross. yeah, I mean let al- I mean, let alone the fact that their father was butchered. They go ahead and put up a picture of it. It's like, which his dad tasted great. <laughs> it's like, everyone hold hands. I'd like to thank this last sausage from dad. <laughs> so delicious. Dad, I never lived up to lived up to the image you had my in your eyes. Now I put you in my mouth and look forward to excreting you out later on. Such a mint. Such a mist. <laughs> Such a mix of particulate. So good. Oh, Dad, you never love me, but... Oh, you're so good. Oh, shit, they made you brown and serve. That's awful. Jimmy Dean, where are you? Jimmy oh. Dean, you bastard. You ever see the commercials no. when Jimmy Dean comes out? Yeah. God, it makes me not want to eat sauce. He's got, he's got a big face. Yes, he does. He had a big face. Is he dead? Yeah. Well, I guess if you make sausages for a living, you're going to have a few of them. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll do you in. And as, as I usually want to do with anybody who's a sausage uh, a sausage king dies, I don't eat their product for like three years just to be on the safe side. <laughs> so when Abe Froman kicks the bucket. <laughs> Abe Froman. Sausage king in Chicago. No, I just want to make sure that his last wishes... You know, the guy who invented Pringles got buried in his own can. I think the... Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, he was um, cremated and buried in one of his Pringle cans. I think the guy... And went, then they put it into distribution. You could be one of the lucky few. <laughs> and that's my fear, is that like Jimmy Dean's last wish was to be ground into sausage meat. <laughs> I'm never going to eat a sour cream and chives oh pr- Pringles again. Jimmy Dean's Jimmy Dean. <laughs> it's like when the pet store closed in the mall I work at. I didn't eat the Where Chinese the hell restaurant. <laughs> For like a month and a half. Yeah, I just want to be on the safe side. Hey. The cauliflower cheese you do not want to touch. <laughs> Why does this crab rangoon taste like ferret? I'll just throw some sriracha on it. You'll be good. <laughs> All right. Now, now, General Gals is delicious. <laughs> now, Adam actually General Gals is my dog. <laughs> Adam actually sent me a bunch of articles. Uh, from Crack.com, which is a favorite here at Geek Salad, um, on some of the most disturbing things Disney had to offer. Um, let's start with the disturbing deaths. All right. Get, so, dig right into it. Yeah. Right, did, you want did, me to grab some? Which, which well, one do you want me to go to? Why don't you guys start talking on stuff? I've been talking all day. All right. Let's see here. 
We can go to Scar. Oh, let's go on. list them out. Just talk how they yeah? do. Okay, okay. No, Scar gets Scar gets eaten yeah, yeah. alive. All right, yeah. number number seven was Ursula from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, which okay. uh, she essentially is impaled by a by, by a broken the which ship. they stole from, from Jaws, Jaws four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six was Scar from the Lion King. Eaten by hyenas. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And let's see. Number five is uh, Shen Yu from Mulan. I didn't see Mulan. What? I did, but I have no memory of the villain. Yeah, I, I don't remember how he died. How he died. It says Mulan. He's like, who the movie repeatedly demonstrates is the single component human being in China. Follows... Shan Yu alone, eventually climbing onto the roof to set atop an elaborate trap. Uh, what can go wrong now? <laughs> Shan Yu uses his Mongolian ninja powers to jump to the roof <laughs> right next to her. Using her fan, Mulan manages to pull the sword out of his hand in a move that makes Bruce Lee look like a white belt. Just as Mulan is about to kill Shan Yu, the assistant producer reminds her that this movie needs a G rating. So she stabs her sword into the ground and kicks him instead. Our bloodlust looks like it's going to go woefully unfulfilled. But wait, it's... Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, okay, there you go. The friendly dragon, come to help her. He fires a rocket the size of Texas, strong enough to lift the 600-pound man off his feet. Torpedo him into a building crammed full of miscellaneous fireworks. <laughs> that's not, that's not racially blown up. Kaboosh! So basically, in the ludicrously violent death from Naked Gun, only instead of being played for laughs... It's the climax of a kid's movie. Burning chunks of Mongolian fall from the sky. <laughs> Always kept barely off camera or behind an explosion as everyone below celebrates. Happy days indeed. We were just talking about General Giles' chicken, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's see. Clayton from Tarzan. Yeah. Alright. Oh, this is pretty funny. Fell off a burning of hand. Yeah, this, this is pretty funny. It's like how he died. When it comes to jumping around trees in the jungle and swinging from vines, nobody can beat Tarzan. Though, when... Though we suppose a freaking double-barreled shotgun that doesn't need reloading doesn't hurt your cause. <laughs> having, having, having failed to learn the lessons of history in the first two Rambo films, Clayton decides his superior weaponry is all he needs to fight Tarzan on his own turf. The struggle ends with Clayton suspended over a cliff, tangled up in vines. He starts hacking away at everything, save for the vines that are tightening around his neck, with, quite frankly, we would have started with. Finally, he cuts one vine too many and then can't support his weight. Vines still around his neck. He falls. Lightning strikes, revealing the shadow of his dangling, lifeless corpse. Clayton snapped his neck as the vines and he is left hanging there. His big swollen tongue hang out, his eyes bulging, and the contents of his balls slowly making their way down his trouser leg. Ain't no poop like Disney poop. Or he died from exposure hanging there for two or three days. Either way, what the hell, Disney? Oh my god. And we got uh, number three, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> number two, and... Syndrome from The Incredibles. Who gets sucked into a van engine. And number one, Frollo. Some technical difficulties here. Yep, it's cool. All right. There we go. Number one, Frollo for the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Fell, into, uh, fell off a church into fire. Yeah, it says Frollo finally just gets sick of Quasimodo and wants to kill him along with Esmeralda. Quasi grabs his hand just before Frollo can stab him and completely overpowers the old man. Quasimodo grabs Esmeralda, runs outside to the cathedral roof, conveniently setting the scene for a dramatic final battle. Everything somehow ends up hanging over... Everyone somehow ends up hanging over a ledge with Esmeralda holding Quasi and Frollo and flame... 
and flames raging below. Quasimodo fails to let go of Frollo and kill him, so once more the hero is punished for the decision. <laughs> Frollo swings over to another ledge, draws his sword again as he prepares to decapitate Esmeralda, he quotes, and he shall smite the wicked and plunge them into the fiery pit. After which the gargoyle he is standing on, <laughs> it's implied the gargoyle is sentient, <laughs> or an angel or something, breaks and sends Frollo plunging down. Not just any death, Frollo plunges into a lake of fire clearly meant to symbolize hell, where his flesh will be burned continuously for eternity, <laughs> proving, proving once again hell. there is no god more cruel and vengeful than Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That's awesome. Um, you want to you pass off one of those other ones? How about the... Uh... The R-rated stories oh, these from are great. Disney. Yeah, these are great. Here, why don't you dig into yeah, those? Yeah, you dig that there's, one. There's plenty of them. Just pick one. They're all gold. All right, yeah, I'm not going to do all of them yeah. uh, because you've probably seen all of these. But um, do what? the Pinocchio one. You want to do oh, Pinocchio? Pinocchio was, Pinocchio was yeah. pretty awesome. Well. It's the top seven. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it, remember, because, you know, most of the classic Disney movies are based on old Right. Old fairy tales, which are you know, if you you know, they tend to be very violent. So uh, the Brothers Grimm were not Pinocchio. Apparently, in the original story, was chewed up by dozens of ravenous fish. Uh, Pinocchio, you know, the Disney happy ending. Pinocchio is a tale about the humanity of a little wooden puppet as he is led through the trials and pitfalls of growing up. He learns many important moral lessons along the way, such as how to deal with an asshole like Lampwick. <laughs> After experiencing wage slavery, peer pressure, gambling, alcohol, and donkey transformation. <laughs> that's a bitch, isn't it? He gets swallowed up by a whale, presumably representing teenage pregnancy. Obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. He rescues his father from the whale. What a dink! But dies in the process, prompting the blue fairy to resurrect him as a real boy before she moves on to Haley Joel Osment in Spielberg's AI. <laughs> the original ending is, after Pinocchio is turned into a donkey, he gets bought by a musician who wants to make a drum, who wants a new drum head made out of donkey skin, <laughs> and tosses Pinocchio to the sea to drown him. Presumably because there was no knives or heavy rocks available at the time. <laughs> Fortunately, Pinocchio is saved by a school of fish that proceed to devour his flesh, resuming him, uh, reducing him to wooden bones. Not only that, but in the D Disney film, Geppetto is rescued from the whale in a, a relatively snappy time frame. In the original story, Geppetto is eaten by a shark and lives there for two years before Pinocchio finally gets off his splintery ass and does something about it. <laughs> So, as you can see, Disney does tend to water things down a little bit. Just give a the little bond. bit. Just a smidge, yeah. Just a wee bit. I always enjoy the thing, though, about uh, Hercules. How the original story of Hercules, he ends up having to murder his children. And then is laid to rest on a, fi on a pyre and then sent to the gods. Even though, because he can't die. No, no, he's a demigod. He can die. No, he can't. No, he can't. No. Demigod. And the little mermaid gets turned into sea foam. That's true. <laughs> Have any of you read The Hunchback of Notre Dame? No. Do you know how it ends? Not happily. A dance number. Esmeralda gets hanged. Quasimodo goes into her crypt and holds her corpse until he dies, and their skeletons are found years later. Autumn. This <laughs> does not happen because yeah. I've got the pages here. <laughs> it is. Say otherwise. That clearly doesn't happen. Dark. 
There's got to be some deleted scenes in the Disney movie that show that. Yeah. <laughs> Why right. wouldn't they? Oh, here's a good one, Goofy! <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about some of these Gosh. terrible lessons. I mean, we don't have to go into the whole article, but there were some terrible lessons that cracked uh, brought up uh, Disney movies. Uh, I'm going to kind of rattle them off. We can talk a little bit about them. Lion King. To be successful, sometimes people guts to die. So true. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. got to kill Mufasa and... Gotta pretend that Simba's dead. Yeah, and not only that, though, but after he comes back, uh, after being adopted by that nice gay couple, and he's gonna kill gonna Scar. Die. Yeah. He's gonna kill Scar. People has got to die. It's the, it's the nature of all of us. It's here. the circle of life. It's the Disney way. <laughs> it's the Disney way. <laughs> I love this one from Cinderella. If you wait around long enough, eventually the universe will hand stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the American way. That is the American way to go. <laughs> Just deal with all the servitude for just long enough, and eventually your sister's eyes will be pecked out. Oh, wait, that's not Disney. <laughs> the Little Mermaid. A little deal with the devil never hurt anybody. <laughs> um, Beauty and the Beast. Just because he's abusive doesn't mean he's not a really good guy. <laughs> Seriously, I think it'd be great though if Belle was like telling all the all the furniture and stuff. No, I just fell down some stairs. <laughs> I walked into a door. Really, he said he loves me. I made him do it. Actually, it'll be hysterical though. Beast like sprayed her. You are mine now. He turns around. Just... <laughs> he pee pees on her. No, he just sprays her with you know um, beast his musk. His musk beast spray, which is piss. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? Is that piss? <laughs> you like it. Nonetheless. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just fell in the bathtub. <laughs> Belle, you smell very pungent. <laughs> yeah, you guys can question me all you want. I just want to know right now why that candlestick is trying to rape that, that, that feather duster. <laughs> um... This is another great one. Sleeping Beauty. If a guy saves your ass, it belongs to him. <laughs> I don't want to come with you. You shouldn't have let me save your life. I liked you better when I didn't think you were a prince. <laughs> prince Jacka. Ah, oh, shit. You look like David Cross. I don't want to be. I don't want to go with you. Tough shit. I got the contract right here. <laughs> okay, last one. The Fox and the Hound. And by get along, we mean don't kill each other. We don't mean live together. Don't be silly. You belong to different races. <laughs> yeah, this one caught my attention. Yeah. This one was special. What was the heading of that one? Wait, oh, the um, yeah. fox and the hound. Uh, uh, yeah, the fox and the hound. Sometimes people are different, and that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the fox and the hound in years. Oh, it's the I, best. I it it's sad. Oh, it's, it's oh, it's really sad. It is it's the sad. best. I think it's one of the few that Tim Burton actually worked on. Yes, really? he did. Yeah. Wow. Hmm? Really? Yeah. Somehow Helena Bonham Carter probably shows up in that one, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have thought he would have worked on... Who's uh... that plant with the crazy black squiggly hair? <laughs> oh, um, all right. We, we got to move on. We, we're, we're going close to an hour here. We're not even done. We're not even anywhere near done, because this is the part you guys have all been waiting for. The downright... Wrong yeah. with Disney. Let's just go through some racist characters, shall we? Oh, there's, there's a smidge. Oh, there, there's a yeah, few. There's I just want to read few. off a few before we get to the, the crown the crown jewel here. Uh, first of all, there's the merchant from Aladdin. Yeah. 
Uh, there's Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Essentially, he's a walking come to Jamaica ad. Hey, man. <laughs> the Crows from Dumbo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. King Louie from Jungle Book. Oh, God. Yeah, they... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunflower the Centaur from Fantasia. <laughs> wow. Yep. It's a little blackface centaur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With, like, those little, like, um, the braids with little yeah, flowers the, in them. The little buckwheat. No, she looks like uh, Butterfly McQueen from uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, the Indians from Peter Pan. We kind of talked about yeah, that already. We, yeah, we, we probably... Oh, yeah. And then, uh, what made the red man red? Well, this song, for one. And, um, Jim... You want to take number one? Number one? Yes. You're, you got you got the stories in your hand. You can take it from the top. Well, I've, it's been decided here at the production team that uh, we would do a reading from Song of the South <laughs> just to illustrate how just how backwards. What what Walt Disney was thinking, I'm not 100% sure. So um, I do want to also point out, too, that what Jim is going to read... He is reading it letter for letter. He's reading this phonetically to the way it's yes, written. This is exactly This is how not it. Jim being racist. No, it isn't. Go ahead, Jim. All right. Uh, the name of this excerpt is Detar Baby. D-E-T-A-R Baby. One day, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear was sitting round de woods. And Br'er Fox say, all at once, I'm going to make a new sort of trap that's sure to get Br'er Rabbit. <laughs> I couldn't make this up on my best day. So, he get some tar and set to work. He make him a tar baby and dress it up in brick. Tar baby is one of the most horrendous racial, racial slangs. You can't, it, it's awful. And they sold this book on this. They, and this wasn't sold at the Grand Dragon bookshop for the clan. This, this is this a is little golden book. This is a little, oh my God. They took... Detar baby, and they sought him down by the side of D Road. Then, supposedly supposed to be Van. Then Brer Fox and Brer Bear they hid until Brer Rabbit comes along and spies Detar baby. How did you sing up? My God, I feel like David Duke. This is awful. Of course, the tar baby say nothing. Well, thank you, Uncle Remus. You know, Brer Rabbit, wait. Then he say louder before. Ain't you gonna be polite and say howdy do? Well, the tar baby say nothing. Now Brer Rabbit get mad. He draw back his fist and blip. He hit the tar baby smack in the nose. But Brer Rabbit's fist got stuck in the tar. That's about all I can handle. Bravo. Bravo, that was awesome. Right. And Andy actually brought up a very interesting... Uh, did you talk about that earlier? Yeah, what? you were saying Uncle Remus wasn't allowed... Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to show up at the premiere of his own yeah, movie. The, the act that was actually play. Adam who brought that up. Was it Adam? Yeah. Wow, well, Adam's so. awesome. Yeah, sometimes. It happens. Oh. Now, I think LeVar Burton read that on Reading Rainbow once. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm not... If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Your reading opens up a white rainbow of <laughs> rainbow possibilities. <laughs> Misspellings. Terrible character. By the way, that book is buried deep in the vault. Oh, God. Deep in the vault. Did you ever see the um, SNL had a, like one of their, their, their Saturday fun houses that she had, you know, going inside the Disney vault? It was actually released as a movie. They had, like, uh, Bambi 2, which all had, like, matrixy moves and stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
101 Fellations. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? Song of the South. Oh, kids, you don't want to see that don't one. That one. <laughs> it's a special party mix at Walt only played at parties. <laughs> and they have the actual footage of uh, Uncle Reba singing Zippity Doo Dub. He's like, Zippity Doo Dub, Zippity Doo Dub. Thompson Probably. Oh, you're not. I'm not gonna get to the best part yet. He's singing, so he starts singing the Zippy Doo Negroes are inferior in every way. <laughs> and then there's cut to Mickey Mouse just. You take the good with the bad kids. <laughs> he loves grape soda. What about me? We had lots of laughs. You were supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other horrible things that Disney's put out in the last, uh, what, 70, 80 years now? Um, the wow. minister with the enormous boner in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that's just, that's that's not accidental. That's intent. That's a lot of frames of animation. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't what? say that's just a wrinkle because it just boing. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was tired. I was on a deadline. What do you want me to do, man? Yeah, like, uh, he's going to feel emotions. What do we do with it? <laughs> The face has been done. This face has been done. Well, I'm getting a little excited. Let's go ahead and make that. Well, they brought that scene apparently because if you were to you know open up the screen, the the the, uh, the frame a little more, there's like a uh, an altar boy sweating right behind him. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get one later. Oh no. Yep. Go I ahead. got them all. all I the shall marry you too, but first I shall look at her rack and stare. Damn it! My boss pissed me off today. What? What? How can I really get back at my boss? I know a boner. <laughs> Stick it on. <laughs> with the amount of proofing that they have to do with Disney animated films too. Oh, well, this one go by. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'd be hysterical though if, if, if the only thing that Ursula had actually given Ariel were the legs, but she still had kind of the internal workings of a fish. Oh, so what <laughs> if she, she and Prince Eric are gonna have babies? She's like excreting all these eggs. <laughs> She really wanted to be a bitch. Fine, here's the squid legs. Try to get a man now. Just stay away from Japan. Oh, oh. oh no. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Too soon. <laughs> Finally, there's one I got to bring up. I saw this in college, and I was telling Jim about this, and he had to look at his face like he can't believe that they would actually make something so terrible. Um. It's a shirt called V for Vaccinations. Oh, boy. Done during the wartime of, uh, excuse me, I just remember my mom that swallowed. Professionalism, everybody. Way professionalism. Um, this kid doesn't want to get his polio vaccine or something like that, so he goes to the doctor. The doctor in the white coat and the cigarette sits him down. <laughs> <laughs> Sit right here, Jimmy. <laughs> and, and pretty much ta- tells him about the, uh, the all-in-animation reason why he needs to get his vaccine. Because the disease... Will hop over a wall, kind of like a sneaky Nazi, and just like smother the good. Uh... Hey, you know, I wanted to ask you: Did the, did the germ have like a spiked helmet? They, they... Yeah, and they were all black. Oh, like, God. black. And all the um, all like the the American blood cells. Well, kind of like a. I'm guessing it was supposed to be a shade of red. It was it was in black and white, but they had like the little the little trench helmets of uh, World War One, and he's got. He was standing duty, and the thing just, like, drops on him and sucks him up. And eventually, all these these black disease particles turn into a swastika. <laughs> and then the, um, the, the, you know, they show the vaccination dropping air bombs and stuff like that on on the vile Huns. I'm sorry, did I say Huns? I meant virus. 
Let me guess, all the American germs were blonde hair and blue eyed, yep. right? And the second they come in, too, you, you know, you get like the Star Spangled Man playing in the background. And finally, you know, the kids like get the band aid on and he puts his, his two fingers up for the V sign. It's like, V for victory and vaccination. A Walt Disney production by War Bonds. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. The the best part about it was is that I had been drinking heavily that night. <laughs> so watching this, fantastic classic, viewing. Classic. Then yeah. they showed sixteen candles. <laughs> you drank some more, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the way it always goes. <laughs> but you guys have anything else that you want to add to uh, to our our horrifying Disney evening? I think we've uh, covered it. In more ways than one. In more ways than one. I think I just want to go back to the to the crows and Dumbo. Oh, okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. um, they're not even trying to hide it. I mean, the name of the main crow is Jim Crow. Oh my God, you're right. That's his name. His name's Jim Crow. They're not even. That's out in the open. That, uh, that Dumbo well, is like, you know, we could be a little more. Se- nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, they actually had. Um, when, when was du- I'm sorry. When was Dumbo filmed? Though was it the 30s? Thirty-nine, yeah, it was one of the. It was like one of the first five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I got the uh, this this biography of Walt, about Walt Disney it came out about five years ago, and they got these production notes uh, when he when he was thinking about doing a full length animated movie, in you know in this case Snow White, and he's describing what he wanted the Seven Dwarfs to be, and one of them was like done as a minstrel. So, blackface, the gigantic white circle around the lips. <laughs> I believe uh, the word step and fetch it actually showed up somewhere in there. Oh, oh boy. Not Walt. We got got sleepy, grumpy, and jobless. (laughs) So what are we naming them? Dopey, sleepy, happy. Jump down, turn around, pick a bale of cotton. What the hell is this? Not even a real name. What is it? He was dist- I gotta read more about Walt Disney. He I'll loan you the book. I'll loan you the book. I, 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 book. Book. He was I mean, they pretty much dedicate an entire chapter like, God, no, he wasn't anti-Semitic at all. Happy oh. grumpy. He just hated unions. Roger Myers Sr., the gentle genius behind Itchy and Scratchy, loved and cared about almost all the peoples of the world. And he, in return, was beloved by the world. Except in 1938, when he was criticized for his controversial cartoon, Nazi supermen are our superiors. I think we need to move on. This is, this is episode number two where the NAACP is going to murder us. Um, Alright, actually we're going to bring up... Stupid! Stupid! Which is also a, um, a Disney-themed thing. Yeah. So, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about The Incredibles, and Jim had brought up that they are planning on making a sequel of The Incredibles, which is one of our personal favorite Pixar movies. Guess what? Ain't happening. No. But you know what they are going to do? Monsters, Inc. 2, Mike and Sully, The College Years. Is it actually called The College Years? Uh, it's going to, I don't think it's The College Years, but it's a, it's actually going to take place, it's a prequel of like when they were oh, training they to, to be pro- professional monsters. Yeah. So um, there's going to be a lot of real drama the, uh, coming from drinking and, you know... Yeah, exactly. drug use. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make the fo- you know, football team, but not really making the yeah. football team. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I'm, betting, I'm betting that Medusa uh, character is going to be a cheerleader. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I just want to know why they've decided to make a sequel of everyone's fourth least favorite Pixar movie. <laughs> Yeah, why? Why Monsters Inc. Of all, there's so many to choose from. Right, exactly. Well, we're gonna make a prequel to Wall-E. 
Oh, the world's wonderful. Hey, what's that? It's a trash machine. <laughs> well, they could always make a sequel to Car... Oh, wait, never. Yeah, they already did that. <laughs> I'm telling you, my son's going to lay a whooping on you <laughs> yeah. if you keep that up. Hey, you said he, he didn't like Cars 2. No, he will once it comes out on DVD. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. All right. Which should be any day now, I think. <laughs> I was to say, it's going to be soon. Just in time for Christmas. Yeah. What a coincidence, yeah. huh? Mm. I mean, I, I, I would honestly rather see a prequel of Up. Than see a uh, than see a oh. prequel to Monsters Inc. Wow, talk about a movie where you wanted to sit in a tub and just open a vein. <laughs> watch. It's like, oh man. Oh boy. Actually, you know, you could see a uh, a prequel of of like Finding Nemo. <laughs> what is just a floating egg? <laughs> what do they call it caviar? Oh, you call it Marlon and Cora the early years. Oh yeah, that. Wow. Hey, what's that rustling in the shrubs? A boo! That's a big shot barracuda. <laughs> Yeah, the whole movie is about five minutes long. Yeah. Now, did you guys actually see the Simpsons episode where uh, Milhouse kind of became a man because he had always watched Finding Nemo from the second chapter of the DVD. Mom went off to go answer the phone. He's like, there's a first chapter to this? And he turns it on and he shows his <laughs> mouth hanging open. <laughs> I've seen things I can't unsee, Bart. <laughs> Oh boy, so yeah, kind of lightweight, stupid, stupid, but still, it's infuriating that they can't come up with a sequel for The Incredibles. Yeah, they he, kept, will. he kept it in the Disney family, though. Stupid, stupid. Yeah, you know, I understand. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. All right. Actually, Trailer Park is in the Disney family as well, in a sense. Yeah, technically, it is. So let's talk about that, Mike. Nice segue, by Thank the you. way. Um, gentlemen, start your pants wedding. It's the Avengers. You were made to be ruled. In the end, it'll be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? A uh, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. Yay! Oh. All right. What'd you guys think? Daddy likes. <laughs> oh, boy. Daddy's yeah. nice. Yeah, I was... I, oh, hey, I'm shocked it came out this fast. I am really shocked that the actual two-minute trailer came out that fast. Yeah, well, they gotta get it ready for... It. You're gonna start seeing it in well, a month I mean, anyways. They had Christmas. a teaser trailer last year. Right, that's... Well, yeah, they had it at the very beginning, the, yeah. the very end of Captain America. But, I mean, the one... the one There's, like, one little, like, clip, though, that I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird shot. 
So when Scarlett Johansson is just kind of standing there as explosions are going off, it, it almost seems like she's just like clandestinely trying to like let one slip. <laughs> what? Play it again. Scarlett Johansson. Oh boy. Yes, Understood. I'm beyond. No, it's, it's, it's so you can see her shapely curves in a leather clad outfit. <laughs> exactly. Because I assure you, there is no scene of Mark Ruffalo doing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a nice blazer. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scene for the ladies. So I guess what we're supposed to get from the trailer is that Loki is going to be your big villain. Yeah. And it's going to take an entire team of superheroes to beat him. No. Well, There's going to be more. Well, think... there is more. Well, I mean, he's going to be powered by the Cosmic Cube. That's right. So it's de- he's going to be a lot more powerful than he than he was in Thor. Okay. No, I, I completely agree. I hope Arcade shows up, my favorite 70s <laughs> show. He's going to meet someone in a bar or a strip club, and they're going to get to talking, and they're going to be like, you know, I was thinking of taking over the world. What are you doing on Tuesday? <laughs> Sorry, I can't go. It's legs and eggs on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm building a giant theme park that can kill people. <laughs> Call it Murder World. No, I'm dead serious. That's what I'm calling it. Don't open it up in Europe because they won't like it. <laughs> You're Hello, a mur- Murder World in Murder World in France. Where are you to resist? Huh? My children are named food and wine. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, all right. So, uh, Avengers, we will greet you with open arms come yes, May. Yes, we will be that, yeah. that night. Oh, yeah. That that might actually be our first on-the-spot podcast after we leave the theater. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. That's a live a, one. That's an awesome idea. Of course it is. You could even do interviews with other people coming out of the theaters. We could. Well, the freaks dressed like Thor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to go to the bar? Oh, no. We, we're going to costume, aren't we? We have to. We have to. Oh, shit. I guess we're doing that. I'll give you a shiny dime. If you, <laughs> if you paint your hair red and put, like, a black clad outfit and we can we can interview you. That's fantastic. All right. Bravo. All right. Let's get some shills out of the way before we wrap up the <clears throat> evening. Um, Jim, did you want to? Um, well... I get it's it's nothing geeky or anything. No, but that's, that's cool. cool. But but our our host Adam is marrying my little sister, so they're Yay. gonna be getting married in the spring. So I, I guess I'll show that you can't go to the wedding. But I mean, <laughs> well, my wife will be listening, so you can go. Yeah. Um, but uh, so congrats. Congratulations, guys. That's sweet. That's almost like delivering flowers. Well, after all the horrendous <laughs> penis jokes and racism, something <laughs> exactly. should be nice. We should do something. Something nice. has to shine through the Come darkness. Come on, yeah. that means yeah. that for the honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. We are. We, we did just talk about Ariel like dispensing her egg sack on Prince Eric. So, uh... wow. How do you think we have kids? <laughs> How do you do it? I jerk off on them right now. You can sit on these things. I'm a fucking fish. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I have to say uh, something too. Most cause... disappointing <laughs> wedding evening ever. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get into what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Throw water on me, it gets really interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to name you Beluga. <laughs> All right, Adam, what do you got? It's got to be a shout-out to Crack.com. All right. For all the laughs. There's a lot of material that I lifted off Crack.com this afternoon, and 
If you haven't been to the website, go check it out because yes. there's plenty where that came from. It is an awesome website. Yes, it is. Mm. So I always mm. bounce between this and toplessrobot.com. And, yeah. and usually it's yeah. like one week one will be better than the other. Yeah. But they're both pretty awesome websites. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Now, have you seen any like their Cracked After Dark video stuff? I don't get into as many videos only because I have like a hundred people around me at, at all work, times. Yeah. You know, like I don't know what's going to pop up on a screen, so I try not to watch a lot of video. It'd be really you. sucky if you printed one of those out for his presentations. <laughs> well, and this is my idea for your building. Yeah, that's a penis, Adam. <laughs> How did that <laughs> get in there? Whoa! <laughs> Are you thinking about making seven of the most disturbing theme parks ever? <laughs> no, we can put this on top of the crowns. <laughs> That boner wasn't a mistake. <laughs> Mike, what do you got? Well, uh, yesterday I went down to Boston, and I went to uh, first, I went to Mike's Pastry in the North End, which makes some of the best cannolis in Boston, and I can vouch for it. They're extremely good, and they're also extremely crowded. Were you disappointed when you found out the place did not belong to you? Yes. You're like, yeah. what the hell? I have to pay for these? Come on. This doesn't look like my house at all. <laughs> I blacked out in the 80s. I was kind of hoping I started this place up. But I also went on the uh, Boston Ghost Tours. Oh. Yes, that? that was extremely good. Um, I know there, they got, there are a bunch of ghost tours around there. Most of them are just you know kind of theatrical. This one was actually more based around actual, I mean, the guys who ran it are actual paranormal investigators. So they went into the whole science of... of what are you giggling about? Was Venkin there? thinking about a show, that, 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 this thing we saw in the soup, with these paranormal oh, investigators, that. and they like they, they like they hear a bump and they completely oh, like lose know. their shit, and then, and then Joel McHale calls them a bunch of like whiny pussies for a half hour. <laughs> everything loves Joel McHale. Like, everything loves... Oh, yeah. Their so we're going to check this ghost out. Boy, shit! It's a guy sitting on the toilet. <laughs> oh my god! What are you doing in here? <laughs> but continue, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, no, but this was really nice. They, they took us around, showed us a lot of the supposedly haunted places in um, in Boston, including the I guess the most haunted building is the Omni Parker House Hotel. Ooh, ooh I've heard that. I have and, heard that. And the most haunted location is the, the Boston Aquarium? Common. Oh, no, really? Because they had the um, <clears throat> I guess they had the big old hanging tree back in the early 1600s. And like, close to 400 people were hanged from it, including apparently a, a couple of dogs that the minister decided were sinful. And <laughs> And, and, and Did I guess, you see what those two dogs were doing behind I, I guess, the church last night? <laughs> <laughs> Devil hounds. And, and a brother and sister were like uh, 16 and 18 were hanged because their parents declared that they were incorrigible. So the minister decided that they should be hanged and the parents who were bad parents should have to watch. Wow. Actual, n not lying. This actually happened back in like 1600s. 1600s, huh? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. That's it. Goody Prudence has been listening to <laughs> Justin Bieber too long. Yeah, I, I guess um, Cotton Mather, Cotton Mather decided to write a book about all this, uh -huh. and they used that as the benchmark for the Salem witch trials. No, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. if you learn from history, right? Yeah, good old you know kick-ass Puritans. Yeah. You know, it, it was interesting you brought up hanging because uh, earlier today, Autumn and I were talking about like the disturbing stuff from Disney. She brought up something that the movie Robin Hood has that no other movie has. Tights. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, there's tides. Wait, which Robin Hood? The uh, the fox and okay. the bear. Um, 
that they actually threaten to hang people. People are actually going to be killed for their crimes. I think it's the only Disney cartoon that that happens in. Oh, yeah, because you had many, many people hanged in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, yeah, but that's... Let's face it, Pirates of the Caribbean movies aren't really Disney movies. No, Really? Have you been to Disney World recently? Oh, I'm sure that it's all over the place. It's Disney. Actually, I was... I was thinking about this because the uh, on, on that playlist, the the old you know the, the amusement park uh, Pirates of the Caribbean song came up, and all I could think of is that if they had made Pirates of the Caribbean like back in the early '60s as like one of those really crappy like B level shaggy DA type of Disney movies <laughs> oh, with Burl Ives as Barbosa <laughs> <laughs> and Haley Mills as Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> And her twin sister, <laughs> Leif Garrett, as whoever the hell blood. And like some some like ridiculously square jawed guy as uh, as Jack Sparrow, <laughs> Troy Donahue <laughs> as Troy, Troy, uh, Troy McClure. <laughs> oh boy, that that is a fan trailer waiting to happen. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll finish up. Um, yes. All right. Well, first of all, I got to show some of the new shows that have their that just had their season premieres. Parks and Recreation, the best show on Thursday nights, in my opinion. Well, it doesn't have much yeah, of a competition. It, it, yeah, it's fair. Well, the Office is good. Come the on. Office is still good, but Parks. I, I actually make time for Parks and Recreation. No, I, 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 usually, I, if, I, if it's I, not Thirty Rock, Parks and Recreation is the first thing to get washed off the DVR. Right. South Park started their season this past week, which was awesome, mm. and. Um, well, there's also that documentary that they had on Comedy Central this week, the Six Days to oh, South yeah. Park. Awesome! I am am I am awed by how fast they they crank out a show. I'm not surprised though. Yeah, yeah, it's such cutting edge, uh, you know, animation. Well, yeah. actually, it is pretty cutting. I mean, everything is is done through computers now. No, it's not. They, yes, it is. They have the internet on computers now. No, what? The internet? It's on computers. Yeah, it is. Pretty cool. Wow! Wow! No longer suit hands anymore. Wait, wait! And did Al Gore invent it? I think he did. He may yeah. have. But they had this scene where they it was the the human sentipad episode and oh, they had um yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone in the sound booth recording the thing where oh, no. where the Japanese guy can't <laughs> no, decide no. if he's going to eat the cuttlefish <laughs> of asparagus or the uh is it, or the is it caca? Paste. Does it have anything to do with caca? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> But he's doing like Trey Parker's doing that ridiculous Japanese accent. Carl, I don't know what I'm going to eat. <laughs> oh, here comes a big one. I'm sorry, Carl. And they're dying in, in, the, uh, in the sound booth. Uh, speaking of that, you know the Human Centipede Two is coming out. Yes, yeah. I know. It's supposed to be the most awful. Heart, it, I, and I it's getting good reviews, strangely enough. I, I can't recommend it. I, can't. I guess it's like going to be the human millipede or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. It's like 12 people or something. Oh, yeah. I, come on. I don't know. Or they just put them in a big ring. <laughs> <laughs> completely. We keep going and going until we run out of nourishment. <laughs> but there is one show, one last show i got to bring up for season premieres that is just... It floored me how funny it was. The and Vampire Diaries? Yes, The Vampire Diaries. Oh. It's, that's a laugh a minute romp. I thought it might have been Mr. Boogity. <laughs> the League. I remember that. If you are a fantasy football fan and you're not watching The League, you need to go reevaluate your values. Because, <laughs> damn, is it funny. That's a shout out to me. Yes. Um, this week started with, and I have an audio clip for it, uh, the, the winner of last season's Shiva Bowl and the Shiva Bowl Shuffle. I dominated you last year like the 85 Bears. Oh, God. And so I present to you 
the Shiva Bowl Shuffle! I'm a lawyer, get the Fortune 500 out of trouble. But now I'm here to do the Shiva Bowl Shuffle. I'm the best, and you're the worst. And if you need any proof, this was Kevin's worst. Oh, you know what? Rex is number one, it's true, you can't stop him. Meet the rest of my team. Pete Top Kevin Bottom! I'm MJD, Rux's first pick in the draft. He went with me and we kicked all yeah. Brent Grimes here with the Falcons D. Keeping Rux and winning with my five INT. I'm Sidney Rice, I'm hip to the IR, but one Rux and the C with my late season charge. This is his whole fantasy team. We're Rux's team, winning every scuffle. And now we're here to do the Shiba Bowl Shuffle. Rux is better than you, Pete. Hate the burst your bubble. And that's why we're doing the Shiba Bowl Shuffle. Shiba, Kamini, Soma Kanda Kram. He likes fine wine and risotto with truffle And now he's doing the Shiva Bowl Shuffle He's a league champion with George Clooney's double And we're all doing the Shiva Bowl Shuffle Yes, they actually went back to the 85 Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl Shuffle <laughs> uh, The show is brilliant This year they, they missed their, um, their draft And everything went on auto-draft so all the crappiest players got picked first. Oh god. <laughs> I've had that happen to me. It's not funny. Yeah. Does this yeah. show does it still come on before uh, Sunny? It's after Sunny. It's after so, Sunny. So yeah, if you if you love FX, if you love it's always sunny in Philadelphia, you gotta check out you gotta check out the league. I love Sunny, but I really, really love the league. Rum him. Rum him. <laughs> Rum him. <laughs> Take that, you stupid dogs! <laughs> oh, great show. Great show. So, um, yeah, so that, that about does us for uh, for this episode. Guys, thanks again. Yes. For coming out. This was great. We actually had like a live audience tonight. The show's just getting better and better. We're only 54 episodes in. Brought yeah. to you by Andy Cap Pork Rinds. <laughs> and Rum Ham. And Oh, Andy Cap. Drink your booze. Here, eat your booze. Drunk. <laughs> your antics will never cease to amuse me. Oh, Andy Cap, you're on to something. <laughs> so, next show. It's coming up to that time. It's Halloween. And yeah. Mike... You've got Halloween parties aplenty, right? No. Okay. No, I have no life. Well, if you did, <laughs> if you did, you know that they're all going to have lame music playing. Yes, lots they of, are. Lots of the Beebs. Lots of Lady it Gaga. Who was the mash? the monster mash? Lots of, lots of who I, I really seriously believe is a replicant, Nicki Minaj. No. Uh, you think look at her. She's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, she, seriously, she's like Pris from Blade Runner. You, you, yeah. you can tell in, um, when, in the video for The Creep. Okay, oh yeah. yeah. But anyway, with that being said, we all know that most parties' music sucks. So, Geek Salad's here to help. We've got our Halloween playlist episode coming up for episode 55, where we're going to go over about 20 to 25 uh, songs. Mm -hmm. That would make any nerd's uh, Halloween party much more fun. Yeah. So we want your suggestions. You can get to us in, as as I always say, in a number of different ways. Geeksalad at yahoo.com. You can uh, link us up at uh, with Twitter, at Geeksalad Radio. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, which is just Geeksalad. Uh, you can also check us out. Uh, our archive is available at the iTunes store, keyword Geeksalad, and at www.geeksalad.podbean.com. 
Also check that out for any uh, any of our essays or uh, show notes. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually I stopped by the aquarium yesterday and I've got a little just a short little rant I got to post. Okay. Oh, perfect, perfect. <clears throat> you can also check us out on your smartphone by uh, downloading the Stitcher app and check out at least four archived episodes with more on the way. So, uh, yeah, plenty of, plenty of time-wasting material out. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Did you get through the Star Wars stuff? I did, yeah, oh, all wonderful. this morning. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's some fun stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Wonderful feeling. Wonderful. Bambi's mother got shot, right? Yeah, first scene. I remember that. The credits were still rolling and everything. Who the fuck is a Bambi? <laughs>